Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Axis Financial. Today, along with John Thurman of Axis Financial, Philip talks about the ins and outs of group life insurance coverage and the difference between accidental death and dismemberment coverage and life insurance. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. With John Thurman, we are talking about group life insurance coverage. What's going on, John? How's it going, Philip? It's going well here. It's going well here as well, man. So we were talking about the recording and the episode and what we're going to talk about. And we both have encountered clients who have group life insurance coverage. Uh, a lot of times they don't know how much they have and overweight. In, in, in my opinion, they overweight that life insurance on their overall life insurance planning. So, you know, let's talk about like, you know, your experience, what, you know, what are typical group life insurance coverages, you know, what are the terms around them, you know, and what's the, yeah. I think, biggest thing that clients are maybe don't know or missing about life insurance coverage? Yeah. The, the thing about group life insurance is it's great in the sense that you know, it's, it's written on a group basis. So it's guaranteed issue. You know, they've got to take you no matter what your health is. Uh, we tell all of our clients that you want to max out whatever they're offering at work. You know, if they allow you to buy up additional coverage, you want to get as much as possible. Group coverage is, uh, you know, in 99 out of a hundred cases is very, very affordable. If not free, even the buy up options are, are very affordable. I've run into just a couple cases where, um, you know, it was cost prohibitive for them to have the additional coverage. But yeah, it's it's great because it is it's super cheap. You're not going to be able to find coverage anywhere else that that is that cheap. It's written on a group basis, you know, so you eliminate the concern of you having you know diabetes or if you had heart issues or cancer, or, you know, any of the pre-existing condition stuff or you know weight issues. But the thing about group coverage is, is what a lot of people don't realize is number one is it's oftentimes not portable. So unless you plan on retiring from your company, um, you're, you're not going to keep that plan. You're going you're gonna to have it while you're employed there. And then when you leave the group, when you leave the employer, you're going to lose your group coverage. Um, it's also, if it is portable, you're often able to take it with you at a uh, table two or a, a, a bad rating. Basically, a lot of times you're you like let's say you're a relatively healthy person. A lot of times you're only able to take it with you at an increased rate, which is usually like a tobacco rate or a table two rating, like someone that's unhealthy, because they assume that most people um, are going to let it lapse. And if somebody wants to take it with them, it's probably because they already have health issues, and so they want to keep the coverage. So they automatically build that into the premium. Um, and then the the third reason is people are usually uh, heavily underinsured, you know, uh, in almost all cases are heavily underinsured in the sense that uh, group coverage is going to be a, a multiple of your income in most cases. So it's usually going to be one or two times your income. You can buy up additional coverage, but um, the, the coverage that's free or very affordable, you, know, you, you may only pay a couple dollars a month for it. It's just going to be 
you know, one or maybe two times your income. So in most cases, just one year of income. So, you know, right off the bat, it does provide some safety net. It does provide some peace of mind, but in, in most cases, we find that it provides a false sense of peace of mind because basically people think, oh, I've got, I'm covered. I'm covered through work and I can cover my spouse and I can cover my kids. And, and it's great, but you know, you, you got to think, even if you have great coverage and you do stay with that company uh, until retirement, you're still most likely not going to die during your income generating during your working years. So even if you happen to retire at 65, you stay to the same company for 30 years, you're still going to lose that coverage when you retire at 65. And so there's just, there's a lot of things about it that are nice. There's a couple things about it that are nice and, and provide some extra layer of protection, but in most cases it does provide a false sense of security. And so, you know, when looking at traditional life insurance, the easiest way to figure out how much life insurance you need is I would say industry wide is just, you know, to have 10 times your income so that you have enough income to invest and your surviving spouse can, you know, live off the interest or you have enough to pay down debt and set aside money for college fund. Um, I've never seen someone that died that had too much money. You know, there's, (laughs) there's definitely uh, a shortage. There's definitely people are in most cases underinsured. And that's usually because they bought the policy when they were super young or they only have it through their employer. And then over time, they continue to make more money. They get, you know, bigger raises. And, uh, and now they're heavily underinsured in the sense that it doesn't even match up to, you know, the, the 10 times their income because now they're making two or three times what they made. 10, 15 years ago, you know? And so, yeah, having life insurance outside of work is it's super affordable. You know, if you buy permanent coverage, obviously you're going to put more into it, but you know, the most cost-effective route is to buy term coverage and you could buy a term policy in a 20, 25, 30 year increment, or if you're, if you're older and you're closer to retirement, you could even buy a 10 year term to match your income generating years. Um, you know, I think the most important stipulation that we talked to folks about is that, you know, if you do have kids at home to make sure that the term length matches your uh, length that you're uh, to get your kids to school. So they get your youngest to school. If you're if you're not done having kids then obviously you need to buy a longer term because you have unborn children that you still have to get through college. So, you know, your biggest financial responsibility is raising your kids and, you know, getting them out of the house and, and ideally getting them to college. And, and, and then, you know, as well as paying off a mortgage and and uh, having getting rid of that debt and so that you have less expense if your spouse passes away you want to make sure to you know pay down debt pay off house pay off cars um, so that the surviving spouse has less stress and less you know financial burden if you're not here next year so does that kind of make sense no definitely and I want to touch one more point too because a lot of people get hung up on the accidental death and dismemberment and they think that that's going to actually pay out mm-hmm. when they die. It, it, mm-hmm. it's part of their group coverage explain what that is and we can wrap it up yeah so accidental death and dismemberment again is beneficial but the likelihood that you're going to die of one specific thing of just it being an accident um is, is slim you know you're narrowing your your chances of being able to use it so if you have that through a group coverage just uh ad and d or accidental death and dismemberment you need to make sure that you're, uh, or if you're not sure, I guess it's just say you should make sure and review your benefits or, or call Philip or I to review your benefits and, and just know that it is what it is. It's going to be something that only pays you in the event of an accident. And so, you know, if you have a heart attack or you get diagnosed with cancer, it's not going to pay anything. You know, you'd have to have a car wreck or fall off your roof or die from an accident. And so I, I've even had clients, I had a, a client that made 
over $250,000 a year and only had an accidental death policy for $250,000. So not only was he heavily underinsured, but he had to have died from a specific accident related, you know, uh, event. And so, uh, you're completely exposed and you're setting yourself up for a lot of heartache when, if, and when you pass away. And, you know, a lot of times people forget it's, it's not just when you pass away that you find out, but if you get diagnosed with cancer and the doctor says you're terminally ill, and then you go dig through your paperwork and you and your spouse find out that you only have an accidental death policy. Now you have X number of months that you're going through treatments or on your way to not being around anymore to be stressed out because you weren't properly prepared. And, you know, and a lot of times that's because the agent that sold it to you didn't sell it to you properly, or you bought it so long ago that you forgot what it did or didn't do. So I definitely recommend that, you know, everybody takes a review of their current coverage to make sure what they have and don't have. And, and if you have term coverage outside of work, make sure that you, know how long that term length is and make sure that you know understand how it works there's there's policies that are written that say uh term to 85 and so people make this mental note oh okay i've got this policy to age 85 what they don't realize is after 20 years the policy starts uh, increasing um at a fairly rapid pace to get to the point where you can't afford the premiums and so just because it says 285 doesn't mean the premiums are locked into age 85 so again one of those things that, you know, if you catch it early enough, you can fix that mistake and and save yourself a lot of money in the long run and make sure you're properly covered. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate the insight and education, and I'm sure the listeners do too. Let everybody know they can reach if they're interested in uh, getting their policy reviewed or get more information about life insurance or health insurance. Sure. Yeah, my email is just my first name, J-O-N, at axisfin, A-X-I-S-F-I-N.com. The office line is 817-618-3369. All right. Have a good one until next week. Hey, thanks, Phil. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.